Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, welcome along to another Melchester Odyssey. Uh, of course, our continued deep dive into uh, the Roy of the Rovers comic of the 1980s. Uh, I have in my left hand the 26th of November 1983 issue. And what a cover we have. Um, we've got what looks like the front of the local, could be a national newspaper, and a massive headline, Melchester Sensation. Chairman Sam Barlow resigns. <laughs> and on the left-hand side is Sam Barlow's face with his, his mutton chops. Enormous mutton big chops. square head. Not seen again until... Supergrass emerged in the 90s. Exactly. Mutton chops like that. Yeah. Um, and he looks incredibly stern and serious, which is his default setting, I guess. And then on the right-hand side, we have the face of Roy Race. There's a big smile on his face. <laughs> Looking carefree. TTFN, dickhead. <laughs> it's all falling into place for our Yeah. Close the door on your way out, will you? <laughs> uh, we see the bit of the top of the newspaper story and it tells us ever since Roy Race left his beloved Melchester Rovers to take over the player manager's job at Walford there has been speculation that he could return Roy himself has quashed any such and then it's covered up by the, the panels below blah 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 but now that Rovers chairman Sam Barlow has resigned it puts an blah 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 blah, 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 blah. we can't see the rest so basically where we're at is that Sam Barlow has resigned um, I don't know who's now running Melchester. I don't know if it's governed by, um, I don't know, shareholders or what. We don't know. But There are uh, other posh men on the board that you sometimes there see. There are at all the clubs. There isn't are at Walford it, as well. Isn't that who Barlow was arguing with in the last one? I can't remember. Well, he did have stand-up row with Blackie Gray. Oh, that's he it, Blackie see Gray. see or hear it. Yeah. It's probably for the best, really, because that would have been fucking terrifying. I can't imagine Blackie Gray actually arguing with anybody, let alone Sam Barlow. No. But he well, is um, capable of 
bad things, isn't it? Mr. Barlow, yeah. I don't mean any disrespect <laughs> to you, but I have killed men before. More oh, yeah. dangerous men than yourself as well. I was thinking in the context of actual real-life Roy the Rover as opposed to well. <laughs> our interpretation of it. But, uh, yeah. So then there's a couple of panels as well on the front cover. Uh, at Walford Stadium, the nation's press and TV reporters were already seeking the answers. And there they are. There's the press and the TV. Uh, the, the, there's a bit of a, a camera in view there. Uh, the cameraman is wearing headphones. So he's, uh, he's like a serious figure. And they're all there. And the commissioner at Walford is uh, fending them off. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Roy hasn't arrived yet. Have you tried his home? Um, one of the reporters says, It's empty. I'll bet he's inside the stadium, lying low. <laughs> lying low. That's mm-hmm. a good uh, tabloid expression, isn't it? love lying the idea low. of lying low myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just sounds mm. enticing, doesn't it? Oh, I think Just I might lie, lie low down. for a while. It right. yeah. reminds me of when you had to literally lie low to avoid that bloke who came and knocked round for you and then called you mm. from the phone box opposite. Not quite true. I was on a first floor flat then, so I didn't have to lie low. Um, well, I thought you I, lay I, on the I, floor. I, I lay on the floor when um, uh, deck collectors were coming. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, unusual knocks at the door. People so, I didn't know. so when your mate came, you, what did you do? Just like peek out from behind the curtain? Well, I kind of just hid. I was able mm. to hide. Maybe I did lie down. I don't know for effect. Maybe I did. <laughs> just <laughs> to make it more ago. dramatic. I'm yeah. pretty sure we had. That reminds me, we did have a um, a uh, sort of running theme where we were asking people to get in touch under the title of adult hiding times that yeah. you hid as an adult. Um, and we'd still welcome those any time that yeah. you've hid as an adult is uh, interesting definitely. to us definitely uh, so Roy could be lying low um, we've got to talk to him says another one with the entitlement that the press normally have <laughs> we have to talk to him it's important it's in the national interest in fact it says Roy had gone into hiding at the home of Harvey Rawson the Walford chairman now, this isn't the house that he's borrowed from Rawson. This is Rawson's actual everyday home. And look at it. It's got an outdoor pool at the back, a tennis court, expansive gardens. It looks like top right-hand corner of that panel, Sam. Looks like the cunt's got a lake. Yeah, he's got a lake out back. The pool's not enough. I mean, if I had a lake, I, I would think twice about also bothering to get a pool built. Yeah. But maybe the lake's not the sort of lake that's good for swimming in. Yeah, it might, it might collect a lot of wildlife in it. Yeah, exactly. It could it be dangerous. wildlife in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Lizards might, yeah. and stuff. I keep my carp in there. <laughs> I keep I keep carp and I keep them sedated. So when I go fishing for them, it's fucking easy. And it makes you know me what? feel powerful. You know what Harvey Ross's motto is? Keep calm, keep carp. <laughs> and if you do have carp, make sure they're nicely sedated. So they're easy to catch. <laughs> and there's a big fountain out the front as well, where the, where the driveway leads up to the house. It's a lovely house. Um, so Roy has gone into hiding there. Is Roy staying over there, I wonder, in the guest quarters? Maybe he is, doesn't really tell us. 
So Roy's at the, at the point where he's having to decide whether or not to stay with Walford or go back to Melchester. Um, now that his, his nemesis Sam Barlow has resigned, he's saying uh, we just see the speech bubble emerge from the house. We don't even see the two. <laughs> I like that. The two characters. Yeah. Do you mind if I delay my decision until after tonight's game against Port Dean, Harvey? Um, Harvey says mm, alright until tonight but that's as long as I give you Roy <laughs> over the uh, page uh, Harvey is a mysterious character of course but yeah. I do feel like he's been dicked around a bit too much by Roy right from day one Harvey knew what he was getting Harvey Rawson has bitten off more than he can chew Harvey Rawson has lured Roy Race away from mm. Melchester but he should have known that Roy's heart will always be with Melchester. It was never going to be a long-term thing. Race, race was a glittering prize to me, a trinket. I'm like a magpie, you see. I'm drawn to sparkly treasures. I and must have you, more, race. None more sparkly than race himself. <laughs> but once I was acquired with him and had used him, I was done with him. I felt nothing. Once <laughs> he was mine, I sought new pleasures, new thrills. <laughs> it's time for both of us to move on, Race. Race, you have lost your sparkle. <laughs> so there, Harvey is standing in front of a roaring fire, and he's got the Prince Charles hands clasped behind the back stance that yeah. I started to adopt a year or two ago on holiday, yeah. and, which I enjoy. And, yeah, you've never looked back. To be oh, fair, once you, once you get into that, I tell you, it's a, it's, it's a rites of passage for a middle-aged man. Oh, oh, oh and it. I noticed you did it just before you turned 50. Yes. It's natural. It's a significant thing. It it just came to you naturally. Yeah. Um, So he's got some very big paintings on the wall, an elaborate clock on the mantelpiece, a photograph, perhaps of a child or maybe a former lover. Um, And Roy is sitting in a a high-backed armchair facing Rawson as Rawson stands over him. It's very uh, dramatic. Any further delay wouldn't be fair on my players or the Melchester directors. They're desperate to have you back on almost any terms. <laughs> Roy would be like, almost any terms, you say? Very interesting. interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. You showed your hand there. Or you showed their <laughs> yeah. fucking hand. You showed their hand. <laughs> my interest is piqued. <laughs> uh, and Roy says, are you willing to let me go? Even without asking for compensation? Roy, always with an eye on the, uh, the bottom on line the cash, there. yeah. I was thinking maybe we could do a deal on the compensation. <laughs> oh, I leave, not... you get a payout, I get a taste of it, let's say 15%, you can knock me down to 10 if you like. Everyone's oh, happy. The fact that I know you're not, not getting any compensation, I can add that onto my bill back over at Melchester. <laughs> I'm thinking out loud here, that was a mistake. Oh, well. <laughs> it feels like it's going well. <laughs> uh, Rawson says I'm not sure that I'm convinced that your failure to score against Melchester in our last game was due to some kind of melt- mental block uh-huh. once again he's returning to the psychological analysis of Roy Race what again. the psychiatrist profession <laughs> call mental block <laughs> you Mr Race Maybe a footballing genius, but you have flaws in other areas. Emotional flaws. Melchester is in your heart. I am a keen student of the human mind, Race. (laughs) I have read extensively, and yours is flawed 
in very deep and sinister ways. <laughs> you see that bookcase over there, race full of important textbooks. If I walk over there and push it, it opens up into a secret room where you will see a large model of a throbbing brain. I look at that a lot and I think, I think about the brain. I prod at it. I sniff it. I examine it. One time I attempted I penetrated it. Now these books, (laughs) most of them, most of these books are uh, are textbooks uh, regarding psychiatry and the geography of the human mind. However, the top shelf are actually those VHS cases that just look like leather-bound books. <laughs> and inside, it's mainly fanny flicks and blueies. <laughs> That's help, why they're on the top shelf. <laughs> help yourself if you need to relax. <laughs> Some of them are homemade. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were filmed in this very room. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I like more after a hard day of studying than to fuck on camera race. <laughs> <laughs> just knowing that a hard copy exists is enough for me <laughs> I, I never really watched watch them, them back <laughs> I have no need to all of it oh, is, was there. is etched on my mind on my mind's <laughs> eye <laughs> perhaps I've penet- perhaps I've filled myself penetrating the brain in the secret room <laughs> you'll never know imagine the power one feels of inserting an erect penis into a human brain <laughs> Even if it is artificial, still the power is exhilarating. It's thrilling. It's a joyride for the senses race. Even yeah. if I had to create my own orifice in it with a small ice cream scoop. <laughs> what do you think of that race? Well, I mean, you know, each their own. <laughs> I've done some weird shit myself over the years, if I'm honest. I think we're all said and done. I'll probably be off to Milchester now. <laughs> you made me mind up for me. I think I know a little bit too much. Um, it's best I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you're probably right, Race. <laughs> do my confessions make you feel uncomfortable, Race? <laughs> yeah, they do a bit. <laughs> now, leave me be. I need to go make a phone call to Malcolm Allison. I'm going to need a new manager. <laughs> Good old Mac. He's a man that's not easily shocked, let me tell He's you. A, that's a man with appetites. <laughs> oh, okay, Alison, I want you here within 24 hours, and I want you wearing your largest fedora. <laughs> and a big fur coat with nothing beneath it. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh your failure to score against Melchester in our last game was due to some kind of mel- mental block. We would have to drop you every time we played the Rovers. So, I mean, he's basically edging him out, isn't he? He's easing him out of yeah. Walford. Um, They're both being half-hearted with each other, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah I suppose we yeah. could stay together, but at the same time, would it really matter if we didn't? <laughs> I'm going to miss Harvey. I'm going to miss mm, him. Me too. Um... The following evening, as Walford ran out, um, there he is, good old Roy, shouts a crowd member. Give us a sign, Racy. Tell us that you're coming back. Whoa, what? Hang on. And Roy, his face is perplexed. He says, heck, those are. And he spins round. Oh, my God. This is sinister. This is fucking weird. 
Walford's ground is half full of Melchester fans. With massive Melchester with banners. Banners with Rovers and Racy daubed upon them. Um, how they've all got tickets at such short notice. Although I guess back then you just turned up walked in. You did. But Games this, we're talking about 1983 here. That was known as taking someone's end and if you yeah. had, if 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 they had managed to somehow get into Walford's ground with all of that paraphernalia which I doubt they would have done but even if they had there would have been absolute fucking bedlam mm. it's quite simply the biggest liberty ever taken by any set of football fans anywhere yeah and if Walford I'm not an advocate of any type of violence, but if Walford are going to just stand there and let that happen, then it's pathetic. Well, that's just indicative of the fucking two-bob club that Roy's got himself involved in, isn't it, really? Yeah. They're a nothing club. Rawson's turned up, obviously, with his money and artificially inflated them, you know, into something they're not. It's like Chelsea. Um, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) In the blue. Yeah. Um... We're, we're recording this on the morning where Thomas Tuchel got sacked by Chelsea. Mm. Did you say that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, and I, I've got to admit, I felt absolutely nothing. No. I felt, I didn't feel shocked. Um, they were going to sack him anyway because, you know, results haven't been great. Uh, uh, he's also, Chelsea. I think that this American guy who's taking it over, who's a bit like sort of Jabba the Hutt, you see him like in the crowd, don't you? Like, oh, yeah. another <laughs> player. Right. Yeah. Guillotine me. And he's basically just pulled the trap door under. But I think that he, I definitely think that Tuchel, he's increasing insanity. To to quote Marge Simpson, your increasing insanity is beginning to disturb me. Right. <laughs> I think that, I think that's what this American guy said to Tuchel. Because he's just like, yeah. I don't know, man. This guy's pretty nuts. I mean, he's really creepily mad I mean I know every single Premier League manager is completely insane but I think Tuchel's out in front I mean he's he's really ramped it up I mean he's scary I wouldn't feel comfortable being in the same room as him I think there's been games where he doesn't actually realise he's managing a football club no he is Um, all over the fucking gaff mentally and that's a shame but he needs some he does need some time to lay low I, I think he should take a break for the sake of his mental health, because he's, yeah, I mean, he's he's crazy, man, and well, it's, it's uh, and it's hard September. for players to get motivated by that. It's September. There's hardly any vacancies at this time of year. It's it's weirdly soon in the season to be. No, if he waits till November, he'll get the Everton job. That's what will happen. Well, does he want it? Jesus. No, I mean he'll probably end up in. He'll he'll probably end up in. Um, back in Germany now because he got sacked by PSG mm. now he's been sacked by it's, Chelsea yeah, and I think I, that they, I don't I can't see many English clubs fancying him at the moment so I think he'll probably have to go back to Germany for a while I don't care no I don't care I don't care about that I don't care about any of it I don't care about the managerial merry-go-round and because it is that's what it is they, they're just they're, they're all on shorter and shorter terms now he's had 99 games or something at Chelsea and they just all bounce around from club to club mm. and feel slightly and then get sacked and then move. I can't be fucking arsed with it anymore. Yeah, but Andy, if you're running a football club, you know, they do go, uh, they all sort of rotate. 
But I think, you know, if you're running a football club, if if if, if Sunderland get promoted and you feel like you have to God sack forbid. Tony Mowbray because <clears throat> he looks too much like um, a man from the 1930s from an old black and white photo, right? Yeah. And... And you think, no, I need to... Well, if you're in charge of hiring a new manager for Sunderland, you know, there's a lot at stake. There's all these players you've got who need you need to fucking motivate, right? And there's huge sums of money. And I can sometimes see why these chairmen think, well, let's just get someone who's been there and done it. Do you know what I mean? Because you could say, like, oh, well, if we get him, he's been at two or three other clubs and he's always ended up getting the sack. But then you think, yeah, no, but what are we going to do? Get a ga- gamble on someone from outside of the country or who's never managed in the Premier League, maybe someone from the Championship. Are the players okay. going to respond to him right away? No, hang on. This is why I'm telling you. I know you don't care, but this is why I'm saying it. I'm trying to put you in the shoes. And this is not beyond the realms of possibility. We talked before about you perhaps being invited to play some sort of executive role at Sunderland, right? Yeah. You have the responsibility of hiring a new manager for Sunderland. Then you it. care. Then you care. I don't want it. You don't go, I don't care. But you uh, you oh, have to, mate. They've given no you the job. Of, you're the chairman of Sunderland. I don't care. I don't want to be. Well, you've got it. So you have to choose a manager. Choose one now. I'm pretty much had it with football. That's, cho- what, I'm, cho- I think that's cho- what I'm trying to say. Cho- choose a manager for Sunderland. I know we've said before it's a stupid children's game, but it's just, it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> I've had enough of it. West Ham, you know, you saw this VAR controversy where we had a goal disallowed against Chelsea. By the way, Tuchel said it was obviously a foul. And I think that might have been the death knell in terms of people just thinking, right, his nuts completely gone. (laughs) And uh, but the thing about VAR is someone told me that the three o'clock kickoff, that all of the most controversial VAR decisions, interventions, right, have have occurred the overwhelming proportion of them occur at 3pm Saturday kickoffs. Oh, not um, live and, games and then. those are the games that aren't live on TV so ah. fans in the stadium can't find out and they also happen to be 3pm uh, kickoffs in the Premier League Saturday kickoffs are the most gambled upon sporting events in the hey. world there you go so you know clearly if you're trying to fix football matches which we know people do because Juventus will fucking relegate. People forget that Juventus, one of the world's most famous football clubs, were relegated just a few years ago for doing just yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, so we know that there are all sorts of people all over the world organising this shit, but it's very hard when it's in the hands of 22 individual players. There's too many variables. I feel as if VAR was actually introduced by global gambling cartels, right? Yeah. Because it gives you that, you, you know, you're relying on one ref plus 22 players, right? But if you also introduce into the whole thing a sort of unaccountable, semi-anonymous figure in a separate location, (laughs) speaking invisibly, interfering and intervening in the match, then you could literally achieve anything, right? (laughs) And so that's why you'll see legitimate goals just disallowed out of the blue and no one knows why. And the entire crowd is like, well, that's wrong, that's corrupt. But it just happens. And then afterwards, everyone says, well, that was clearly wrong. But the season goes on and Chelsea have their three points and West Ham have their no points. So that's one reason. Like, the the game is utterly corrupt. Jalapeño. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Jalapeño. The other thing that the same person told me, some of my sample because someone told me that, The value of the Premier League was at its absolute lowest when it came to global negotiations over TV rights in its history, the year that Leicester had won the league. Right? Right. That so can't be allowed to happen again. They then. cannot let that happen again. They have to have Manchester United and Liverpool minimum there or thereabouts uh, and, and City and Chelsea and Arsenal, right? Mm. They, they have to. They can't afford... Right, because it just costs millions and millions and millions of pounds for someone like Leicester to do that, and so that and VAR, the whole thing is it's a fix. And the other thing that I found sobering this morning was I uh, was singing a song about West yeah. Ham's new Brazilian player Paqueta, and mm. I sang it at my wife, thinking that she'd be impressed by it. Right? Yeah. And she said to me, "Why are you singing a song?" about a man you've never met what yeah, is the matter with you and yeah. I said it's the life I've chosen and she went the life you've chosen is paying to go to a stadium on a Saturday and sing songs to 20 year olds that's what you like to millionaires. do that's what you like to do at men who wouldn't even look you in the eye that's you, you that is you like yeah. singing songs to 20 year old men you pay yeah. to do that Twice your age and then some. Yeah, and I was just so like, oh, twice yeah. their age, rather. Yeah. That's true, I do. And 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 she went, and then even when you're not there, you're at home in the week, right? You're a husband and father, but you're spending time and mental energy making up new songs to sing about. <laughs> <laughs> you're a creative man, and it's to your credit. You've achieved many things over the years. I, and now I'm ploughing all of those energies into making up songs about Lucas Paqueta, a player in a game that we know is utterly corrupt. I mean, I, I, this is my increasing feeling about football, especially at that level, is that it's just WWE. Yeah, That's I think what it, it is. is now. I think it is. And it has to be. More, I think when the money's that big, it kind of has to be. You, it's it, more the, about the narratives and the dramas and the storylines yeah, and, 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 and if you've got a field. stake in it you can't have variables you can't have it I, random you can't have it arbitrary you have to have the level of control because if not 
there's too much money at stake for it to just be, well, let's just see what happens. Let's leave it in the lap of the gods. That That's not right. You know, that, uh, that would be like, you know, Marvel saying the next, for the next fucking, fra- uh, for the next Avengers movie, we're not having script writers. We're going to just hire a load of actors, put them in their fucking daft costumes, get the cameras rolling and see what happens. Fuck. That's not going to work. That would be a shit Avengers. Mind you, they're all pretty boring, aren't they? I mean, I'd watch that if it was just a fucking hour and a half like a proper film should be. I mean, these Avengers films, they go on for fucking three and a half hours. You couldn't get much worse. I ain't watched one for years since my kids stopped being interested in them. I haven't had to watch them, so I'll just start going on their own now. Yeah, anyway. Um, Mind you, I would say that there's a new series on Disney called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And obviously... That yeah, that title was way too good for me to ignore. I'm like, we're fucking watching this, and it is really funny because it is what it says. It's uh, the uh, attorney at law that's the twist, isn't it? Yeah, Hulk, <laughs> that's what makes it exciting. Hulk's got a cousin. She's quite fit. They have a car crash, and some. It's like really fucking just lazy writers. Like, ah, oh, we had a car crash. She cut her arm, and so did I. And some of my blood dripped into her arm, and now she's all canal. <laughs> like really like literally what a kid would make up do you know what I mean uh, let's just say uh, she gets infected with Hulk blood uh, how uh, they both cut uh, their arms uh, in a car uh, crash <laughs> fucking hell and then the next scene she wakes up and she goes where am I and the Hulk he goes oh, I'm really sorry but you got my blood in yours and now you're Hulk as well bad luck <laughs> it's that simple and then he goes you've got to join the Avengers now and she goes fuck that I'm going to carry on being a lawyer and then that's it she's just a lawyer but she's a she-Hulk and it's fucking brilliant yeah I'll, I'll get into that <laughs> Um. so yeah the Melchester fans have taken the um, wall for the fucking ground took the entire ground not the end and they're, they're shouting, We need you, Roy! The Rovers need you! Another one shouts, Come back! You fucking weirdos! I was thinking about it till you turned up! <laughs> Melchester fans, he thinks. They've travelled up to Walford. Thousands of them! Uh, as the game exploded into life, Roy is slaloming with the ball between opposition players, Port Dean players. He's thinking, it's as if I'm back at Mel Park, playing in front of my old home crowd. A shout from the crowd comes, Magic! The King's going through! (laughs) 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 What a phrase! The King's going through. Um... Lifted by the roars of his former fans, Roy toyed with the Port Dean defence. Port Dean kicked with shouts, Come on, Port Dean, take him out. Race isn't a Superman. Yes, he is. Shouts <laughs> a crowd member. <laughs> <laughs> Roy yes, thinking. he is, actually. I think you'll find he actually is. We'll see about that. He's like that. an Avenger. You cheeky cunt. <laughs> there you go. Bang. Shield. Attorney at law. 1 0. <laughs> He does, he thinks. The keeper's off his line. Too busy barking out orders. Lobs it over the top of him. Bang, top corner. Yes! Shout the Walford fans and assuming the the Welchester fans as well. I don't know what they're supposed to be thinking because they're cheering on a a fucking rival team. Picking up goals and points here. Jesus. Um, Very confusing. Come back and 
do it for the Rovers, Roy. You've got to. When I was a kid, there were players that I loved so much that even if they left West Ham, I'd sort of be secretly urging them on. Like when Tony yeah. Cotty left, he went. He signed for Everton in 1988, and I had loved Tony Cotty like throughout my whole kind of childhood yeah. supporting West Ham, and. I remember looking at Teletext and I was really... Ex- West Ham were playing, I can't remember who, it was the first day of the season. Cotty scored really early for Everton on his debut and I was like cheering. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's sweet looking back because after that, your favourite players leave and, and more often than not, you turn on them. Yeah, you Judas, scum, <laughs> never show your face here again. I don't know if that's particularly a, a sort of a Cockney trait. It feels as if it may be. The whole know. kind of like, yeah, Judas. Um, Depends on your level of your club, because with Sunderland, any good players we are generally mm. just got worse at Sunderland and then left kind of out the back door. Uh, yeah. Well, very few players well, got few really good anyway. Jordan Pickford left and yeah. became the England keeper. That was all right, because we've got 30 million quid for him. We knew he was going to go, we'd just been relegated. So oh, okay. We assume he'll come back one day, as will Jordan Henderson. When they're are, are they both? Are they both Sunderland natives? Yeah, yeah. Mm. They've both attended our matches since they left in the away. Are they? All that with the fans. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Sunderland, Sunderland have a like. A, I mean, for a relatively small city, I, I've, maybe I'm just more like sort of aware of them because you know, obviously, um, uh, uh, you know, working with you, but. Like I feel like they've got a sort of a disproportionate representation in the media, and I notice this when uh, when I say disproportionate, I'm not saying it's wrong or unfair, but if you pick up the Guardian, right, mm. you got Barry Glendenning and who's the king of the hipsters one who writes all the boring tactical stuff, Jonathan Wilson. Jonathan Wilson. So probably their two most prominent football writers are both massive Sunderland fans, right? Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah, I've not got a problem with it, but I tell you what, what really hit home was as soon as West Ham had a couple of bad results at the beginning of the season, they were both like pounced on it with pieces about how Moyes is a fucking charlatan and we knew this day would come and he's on his way out. And I was reading it thinking, fuck, I know all of these arguments. And I thought, oh, it's because of what Andy's been saying for the last few years. And they were like, the glee at West Ham losing their first three games was so fucking clear. And they devoted quite a lot of colleges to like, yeah. you can, we knew yeah. this would happen. Look at him oh, yeah. floundering. Oh, mate, we're going after him till the very end. I know. And wherever know. he goes after West Ham, we'll continue to go after him. It's never yeah. going to end. But the thing is, if well, he has success, which he has had now at West Ham, relatively, mm-hmm. you know, for West Ham, that is a success, what he has already achieved. That's the thing. Like, you can dislike him as a man, but, you you know, he has been successful now at West Ham. He got it wrong yeah. at Sunderland, but he... And he does admit that. He goes, look, I got it wrong at Sunderland and I went away and, and learned. Whereas some managers are very arrogant. And even when they get sacked, they think, I shouldn't have been sacked. I was doing everything right. It was the board or the fans or the players that were wrong. And Moyes is actually quite, uh, is contrite the word. Moyes is like, mm. I, had to learn, I had to go away and relearn stuff. I had to teach myself mm. a lot about communication and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's lovely for him, but that single year he had at us ended up with us eventually going into League One for four years so he can get fucked. <laughs> uh, 
and as I just said, we will continue to go are, after him. Are forever. you happy with Tony Mowbray? I don't have any opinions about Tony Mowbray. Oh. About him. Seriously, I mean, what, you know, you can't, can you? He was he was the borough manager, and um, he played for borough. This is a strange appointment. Yeah, well, but borough's not a derby though. For Isn't us. it? We're, oh, okay. No, we're not. We're not asked about. You're borough. not bothered about him. And he's 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 had varying degrees of success in in the championship. He's a solid championship kind of. Manager. He seems like a very um, honest man. I mean, he's a man who I would trust to feed my cat while I was on holiday. He did, he, he did a little bit of a um, speech in his first press conference last week when he got the job, and he said something like, this is an honest area full of honest, hard-working mm. people, and they've got dirt under their fingernails. And I thought, oh, fuck off. Patronising you know I mean? cunt. Yeah, yeah. Thought, There's off. no dirt under my fingernails. I'm a podcaster. Yes, I podcast from Sunderland on a daily basis and I keep my desk and potted area extremely clean. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> the only work I do with my hands is when I'm typing up the uh, the write-ups for the podcasts <laughs> the titles of them. <laughs> and I'm not particularly honest either. I tell all sorts of lies on my podcasts in the interest of juvenile humour. They're full of contradictions and, and hypocrisies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've got no idea about Tony Moore, I've got to give him a chance. Might be all right. Might not be. Do you, can you envisage yourself stopping going? Yeah. Yeah. Because like your son goes with his mates now, anyway, doesn't he? No, no. He still goes he still with goes me. With if he wasn't going with me, if he wasn't going with me, that'd be it. You'd that's stop home stop. and wa- yeah. watch teletext. No, I'll watch. You wouldn't I'll, even I'll watch find, it. I, I'll probably source the matches some, from somewhere and watch them on the telly, or listen to the radio, or maybe not. I don't know. I'd probably just lose interest. I'm more at the darts and snooker now. Have you got one of those um, sticks this season with all the games I don't on? Know what, I don't know what one of them is, sorry. <laughs> uh, look, we're getting sidetracked here anyway. We'll come back to Tony Mowbray and David Moyes as the season goes on. Uh, so, yeah, Roy, uh, he's thinking, if Harvey's right and I can't score against Melchester, I'm not much used to Walford. But well, but then some uh, realization. But maybe I'd conquer that mental block in time. <laughs> and if I went back, Blackie Gray, my best friend, would lose the player manager's job. What would Penny think about that? What's it got oh, to it's do all with going on at Penny? Do you know what? Racy thinks too much during the game. Like yeah. you know, I've got a busy brain, right? So I know yeah. what, what that's like. It's it's a, it it can be a real like problem. Right, it can be an albatross, but even I, when you're engaged in that top flight sport, you have to just fucking focus. You can't be. Yeah. He's thinking a million fucking outside thoughts a minute. It's not good. It's uh, it's the the Royal the Rovers way. It's problems. We, we've ascertained this problems. Ninety nine fucking that's problems. A, that's what I it came up is. with that years before that cunt Jay Z. But then, look, meanwhile, at that very moment in Roy's home in Melchester, fuck me, there's a removal van outside the house. Oh, God. Um, Ridgeway More removals. drama from Penny. <clears throat> and it's a proper old-fashioned removals man. He's wearing a brown overcoat and a cap. Right, Mrs. Royce, that's the lot. We're ready to leave when you are. So Penny has packed up and is moving and hasn't told Roy by the looks of it. Because, of course, the big sticking block was that she didn't want to move away from, from Melchester to Walford. Uh, and there's Penny's fucking mother sticking her beak in. Yeah, I of still course. think you're doing the wrong thing, Penny. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that right to the last minute. 
Um, Penny says, I don't care, Mother. I can't stand being separated from Roy any longer. So I'm moving to the house in Walford, as I should have done in the first place. Look at Penny's mother's face. Mm-hmm. And she gets into the back seat of the car. She that looks like she looks like an older. To be honest, right? She's she's quite a large woman, but and her face is in a real old scowl. But at the same time, at that angle, do you know what she reminds me of? Um, an an older version of Kim Wilde. <laughs> you know, when Kim Wilde, she's just like yeah. she's Kim. Kim Wilde's got older, and you know. But she's yeah. still like really super sexy, yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm afraid. You can't see the Kim Wilde in her hair. I can't see that. No. no. Okay. All, all I see is I know it's a sexist old trope, but battle axe. That's all right, I can battle see axe. There. Yeah. And she's saying, "But, but fancy not telling him." And she seems to be cradling a garden gnome, or it might be the baby. As she gets into the back of the car, um, so off Penny drives. Followed by Ridgeway removals. They've, they've got the contents of the entire house into one truck. Um, I want it to be a surprise. A nice surprise. Goodness knows. He's had enough upsets to last a lifetime. So there they are. They're off towards Walford. But then, as Penny reached the small town on the outskirts of Walford, two mm-hmm. hours later, um, Penny's mum says they see a car coming the other way. That car? It looks like Roy's car. Penny says, you're, you're right, Mum. It is Roy. Mm-mm. Well, that's not that unusual. It's Saturday night after a game. Roy's surely going home anyway. Does he not spend the weekends at Melchester with them? I don't know, anyway. Um, so she shouts, Roy, Roy! And Roy sees her as he's driving the other way and thinks, God, great, that's Penny's car. <laughs> so he's got both... a right shit car in comparison to his own, by the way. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's well, Penny's you know, run around. Yeah, you know, there's a fair chance you'll crash it being a woman in that, so yeah, you know, we don't point. want to damage a proper car. Yeah. I picked this up for 50 quid from a lad in the feathers, <laughs> it'll do you fine. Cut and shut probably, but never mind. You'll be all right. Um, so they've both pulled up Screech uh, outside a fish and chip shop, which is helpful. Mm. Um, Penny, that furniture, that furniture van, does it mean... Yes, Roy, we're coming to live with you in Walford. All of us. <laughs> Big close-up of his stupid face in the next frame. Oh, no, you're not. His, his face I realised tonight. His, his, you what? He looks like he's on coke in this one. His face yeah, is fucking mad. Wide. He looks wide off his nut. His pupils are like fucking saucers. Well. Um, oh, no, you're not. I realised tonight that I could never produce my best on and off the field for any other club but the Rovers. So, I telephoned Alec Amor, the temporary chairman of the Melchester board, about 30 minutes ago. Who the fuck is Alec Amor? And what the fuck is temporary chairman as well? What kind of name well? is that? Hello, Alec Amor, temporary chairman, <laughs> Melchester Rovers, how may I help? Who appointed you that? I fucking did. How, how may I help, albeit in a limited capacity, given the nature of my job title? Yeah. Hello, it's Roy Race. I would like to come back as manager. Fine. Roy who? Fine. Whoever you are, start tomorrow. I'll have a word with the current bloke. I've forgotten his name, but we'll uh-huh. get him moved. No Whatever. problem at all. We'll move him upstairs. So... Roy, Roy says, uh, it's all fixed. I'm coming home. I'm coming back to the Rovers. 
Penny shouts, Oh, Roy! And he picks her up, throws her up into the air, and she shouts, Hooey! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Hooey indeed. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. have put it better myself. <laughs> yeah, daft, Ben. <laughs> Roy shouts, ha ha, ha! <laughs> Everyone's gathered round, but look at the mother-in-law's face. The kids He's are delighted. The kids are delighted. The fucking yeah. pennies, they're all delighted. And the fucking battle axe mother-in-law has just stood with her arms because by car like, well, this won't last. <laughs> and then in the fish and chip shop, it's like one of the nice ones with a great big window looking out over the street. Oh. Hey, look over there. And you've got a couple of fellas with their, their bags of chips for the looks of it. Uh, looks like Roy Rice, but it can't be. Walford were at open Portine tonight, weren't they? Yes. One, three, none. Three, none. <laughs> uh, Rice, scored two of the goals himself. There's talk of him going back to Melchester now that Sam Barlow was gone. Fucking <laughs> exposition twins there. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're you notice not how they're on. both really handsome, these two men. Yeah. Um, yeah. They both look couple. like James Bond. <laughs> I hope they're a couple. They look like they deserve each other. Yeah. Be hard then in the early eighties. It's not easy being being a couple of gay. It's not. It's not easy being a gay in Melchester in nineteen eighty three. The sensible thing will be to move to a big city like London, yeah. where that kind of thing's more tolerated. But oh, no. apparently, Brighton is great for it. <laughs> <laughs> but we like it here, and we believe that love will conquer all. We're just off to get our chips. Then we're going to go on, <laughs> gobble them up, and have a right good bombing session. Rip, rip each other daft. <laughs> anyway, ta-ra. <laughs> That's our uh, contribution to this episode. So we'll, we'll be on our way now. Oh, no, they say some more. Um, one of them says, hmm, don't like the sound of that. I mean, will the Melchester players accept him? And what about Blackie Grey? Yes. Seems to me old Roy could be going back to a whole new set of oh, problems. <laughs> there it is. There's the keyword. Problems on and off the field. <clears throat> and we, they're looking on at the the race family embracing. No baby, of course. Um, uh, it looks like Penny's mum's left the baby in the car while this is all going on, so the baby's rife to be kidnapped, I guess. Um, so there we are. Next week it says Roy returns to Melchester with mixed feelings. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, I've got mixed feelings about this. I think I should have stayed at Walford. Fucking <laughs> hell. Can we just have. You know what? Sometimes you long for a bit where they just do a few ones where it's just like they're playing in a game, they go 2 0 yeah. down, Roy scores a hat trick, that's yeah. the end. And on top, better, better than that, it's a cup final or yeah, a semi-final and then or something like that. And then afterwards he goes and opens a children's hospital. Yeah. Roy the Rover's stuff. Yeah. But no, but it's no, all it's problems. just non-stop fucking anxiety. Mark's out of 10 for that one. Nine. Nine. I'm going to give it a 10, just yeah. because it's the last we'll see of Harvey Rawson. Yeah, I'm going to miss, miss him. him. There's been a few great characters like that we've missed. He goes there alongside my favourite, the Australian... Cricket, the, the Australian <laughs> troll cricketer who just fucking yeah. got no one has ever got under Roy's skin more yeah and then of course all the ones from the um, assassination attempt as well yeah all those lads Tubby Morton and Tubby Morton yeah so yeah, many great heroes we miss alright there we go that's the end of this one and we'll be back to find out what happens when Roy goes back to Melchester next time thank you very much and goodbye goodbye, goodbye.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.